If you ever worry that you don't have enough time to spend on marketing or list building, you are totally in the right place today. My name is Dallas Travers, and this is Coaches on a Mission, where I help values-driven coaches design clear strategies to find more paying clients, become more visible, and scale beyond one-to-one coaching. So my guest today is Yisel Espinoza Cervantes, who helps driven women create their dream careers without sacrificing their health their family, or their happiness. And speaking of driven women, Yiselle is definitely one of them. And she finds herself in a season of life where other obligations only allow her about three hours every week to work on marketing her business. So Yiselle's big question was, Dallas, where should I spend that time in order to get the best results? Oh, how I wish there was one correct answer for every single coach, but that is just not how it works now, is it? But I can tell you that Yisel and I found the right answer for her by following a five-step process. So here's what we did. Number one, we created a time frame almost as a filter so that Yisel could feel grounded and also clear that the overwhelm she's in right now is only temporary. Number two, we had to get really honest about how much time Yisel could actually devote to whatever plan we created. And if you follow along, I'm going to recommend that you do not overshoot this at all. In fact, underestimate the amount of time you've really got. Step three, with the time frame clear and the hours per week clear, it's time to set equally clear goals. What concrete results do you want to accomplish thanks to the plan? Step four, Yisel and I picked just one strategy and designed a plan where she could go all in. Believe me when I say you will gain more traction and gather more data by focusing on one strategy than you will dabbling in a bunch of them. Step five, when you're, I'm going to say, 85% comfortable and consistent with that one strategy, add in the next layer. You will become more efficient and proficient with the strategy, so theoretically, more time will free up. So with that next layer, sometimes it's a brand new action. Other times, it might be simply doing more of the thing that's already working. Lots of good stuff in this episode, my friends. And thanks to Yisel, I just wanted to say she showed up with such an open mind and a clear goal. We got a lot of traction on her three-hour-a-week marketing plan. And now I'm excited to share it with you. Let's dive in. Yisel, welcome. I'm so glad to have you on the show today. Thank you, Dallas. Excited to be here. <laughs> All right. So we just spent some time talking about what we want to focus on during your session today. So I propose we just get right down to it. Can you share with our listeners what you want to get out of our time together? And I'll probably have a few questions just to lay the groundwork before we get going. Well, today I love to focus on my plan through the end of the year and how I want to streamline what I focus on in terms of list building versus client attraction towards the end of the year. Great. So there are some unique circumstances you find yourself in that have put you in this position where you don't have a lot of extra time. 
to devote to your business. We don't have to go into the details of those, but you're someone with a lot of obligations. So we want to create, my understanding is that we want to create a very simple and manageable plan that matches the resources you have available, primarily time and energy, right? In order to essentially get the highest return on the limited investment of time that you do have. Am I getting that? Yes. Yeah. I I love how you put it, Dallas. I think it's is yes, is out of all the different ideas, I know the hive is so comprehensive. It's it's amazing, especially the this list building course that you just rolled out, right? Where it has like you focus on this and this and very good ideas. So it's what's the ba- the biggest impact, right? Like what are the highest value items so that I can make a very simple system for myself where if I have more energy then I do more. Yeah. But what will be kind of the simple things that I cannot miss. Got it. Sometimes on Hive calls, you've probably heard me say before, like, let's get a C minus in class, right? It changes depending on my mood. Sometimes I don't even want a C minus, so it'll be like a C plus, but like, what is the baseline? And then, so if we create the baseline plan, you know how to add on more when time or energy permits, but we're going to just come up with the the baseline C. We're going to get a C in class today. Okay. Sounds great. So when time is limited, I think it's really important to create a lens or a time frame through which we look as we design your plan. So we spoke earlier, so this is more for our listeners than it is for the two of us. But Yisel and I, everyone, we're recording today is June 13th. This episode is not going to drop for a while. But today, we were halfway through the sixth month of the year. So we're, we've reached that halfway mark. And we're just going to focus on a plan to take you through the end of 2023. Is that accurate? Yes. Okay. So the first step here is to just put an end date on your plan. Otherwise, it can just become cloudy and nebulous. The next question I want to ask is, how much time do you feel you can consistently devote to the marketing and building of your business? So I'm not talking about client time. I'm talking about all of the marketing actions we learn inside the hive. That just shifted because I have a brand new schedule as of last week. Okay. Um, but prior to that, I was able to consistently spend two to three early mornings of focus sessions, meaning hour, hour and a half, three times a week for content creation, for marketing things. Now that I just had a change in schedule affecting my mornings, I'm just carving out that same time through different periods in the day. So my point being, I I think I can continue with that same amount of of time. I just have to spread it out differently to some afternoons. It it just changed. Okay. Oh, okay. So let's just assume that you can give your business and marketing three hours a week. That's on the low end, given what you just shared, but we're getting a C in class here. So that feels good to me. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. So now that we know like how long we're going to be implementing this plan and how much time you can devote on a weekly basis, I want to hear what your goals are. So from now until the end of the year, what one to three attainable goals 
would you like to stretch for? I want, and this is more of a habit or mm-hmm. system or goal, right? I want to make sure I'm consistently putting content out there and then start building my my list. So right now I have a very tiny list that I wasn't even emailing that consistently. Over the last two months, I've been pretty consistent with it. So I want to make sure from a heavy perspective that I continue that. I just bumped up my social media post from ghosting or once a week to <laughs> twice a week. <laughs> okay. Uh, so my goal is really continue this new baseline of showing up every single week on social media, on my email list, and then starting building up that list. I don't know what's realistic, honestly, but I would say like, what do you think about like 150 people on that list? New people. Yeah. So with the Lazy List Building course, that whole thing is designed to bring in three to five new subscribers every day. That is for someone who has a little bit more time to devote. That's for someone who's able to engage on social every day and is posting three to five times. So I'm going to make up a number today, but the action step will be for you to do a little bit of math, right? To figure out what, if we're adding, let's just say three people a day, three people for every day that you post. Okay. So that's twice a week. And we've got 26 weeks left in the year. I'm pulling that out of the sky a little bit. <laughs> so it's six people times 26, 156 subscribers, which is exactly right what you, it's exactly the number you made up. So <laughs> great. So does that, the way I explained like using data to establish that number, did that all land for you? Yes. Meaning that I, could use that benchmark to, mm-hmm. hey, if I stretch myself to do a third post, right, yeah. that could increase the numbers quite dramatically. So that's good to hear that with yeah. two posts a week, it might and be even prioritizing engagement over your posts, right? So sticking with two, po- we're getting into the strategy here a little bit, but sticking with two posts a week, and then the time it would take you to create that third is spent in the DMs, offering up your newsletter, engaging with folks in that way, because that's really how we build our list through social media. It's not just through posting. Okay. Okay. Okay, great. So just to summarize for our listeners, we've got an end date. So now we have a time frame that we're building this plan around. We've gotten really clear on how much time you actually have to devote to building your business. And we've established goals. What I heard you say was 150 new subscribers. And then really being in the routine of emailing your list weekly and posting twice a week, engaging consistently. Okay. What about a client attraction goal? Because we're doing these things, building your list and emailing in service to getting clients. So do you have a client goal for the year? I, I don't have a, a number. And I think one of these special circumstances that that I have is I'm, I'm pregnant. And so towards the end of the year, I'll have my baby. So that's why I didn't have like a client goal because I'm like, I don't know by the time how am I going to even, you know, handle the clients I have or the clients I have then? Yeah. So maybe this is a good question for, for you, Dallas, to get your input, right? Like, 
knowing that there will be this disruption, right, in my schedule or at least the first few weeks after delivery, my thought was, well, let me prioritize that community building, engagement, building the audience so that as soon as I have some breathing room back to the business, I already build that list and that community and that engagement. Yeah. So that was my thought, like kind of leading towards creating a, an offer and attracting more clients towards the end, not during. Yeah. But if, I ha- if I attract people during grade, I just think a second part will be, and maybe not for today, but a second part for me will be, how do I handle that transition? Totally. Yes. I have a December baby. December babies are wonderful. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. So I'm going to reflect what I understood. Given the timing, you there's friction. Like, is it even fair to onboard a new client in October? What if the baby comes early? Like, it's very uncertain. So you're really taking a larger perspective here and focusing on putting in strong infrastructure in your business so that the beginning of 2024, you can like turn the lights on and people will be there waiting, essentially. Yes, I do. Okay. (laughs) Okay. And then, so just one little clarification, would it be accurate though, to list a goal as maintaining your current client load? I'm just thinking about generating revenue, right? Correct. Correct. And, and, I actually just had this change on the clients that I that I have. So yes, keeping that baseline great. will be an amazing goal too. Okay. Okay, great. So maintaining current client load. So we're not actively seeking out clients, but we want to have things in place so that if a client decides to transition out, you can flip another switch and have some sales calls. Okay, great. So Last clarifying question here. You mentioned before we started recording that you recently hired a virtual assistant. Yes. What have you hired them? Have you hired them to take on marketing or is it other things in the business? She's going to help me primarily with the social media posts and the emails. So I'm drafting right now. This is our second week and... I'm focusing on creating the the copy. Yep. Right. And she does what I'm don't do best, which is making it pretty and doing the emojis <laughs> the <laughs> <laughs> and the carousel thing. So yes. So she's helping okay. out just finishing up the social media posts and the emails. Like she puts everything on MailChimp is ready to schedule. The, anything else like outreach or, or the marketing, it will be on me okay. for now because I'm Great. not able to hire her for more time at the moment. Yeah. So my plan with her is let's get that baseline of visibility. Mm-hmm. And as I start getting more clients later, then I'll be able to hire her for more help. Got it. Fabulous. Okay. Great. So it's good for me to know that these three hours a week you can devote. You don't have to log into MailChimp, any of that time. Okay, great. Yes. All right. So you came into this session asking for us to really come up with a plan that is as efficient as possible with the, with the highest ROI. I'm just curious, when you look at the clients you currently have, what marketing actions brought those clients in? 
they were mostly client search or client search derived <laughs> clients, uh-huh. <laughs> if yeah. you will. Meaning, like some of them is I met through when I work in event. And yeah. My my simple funnel is like, hey, let's, let's get into a coffee shop to get to know each other more, and then on that I invite people over to the sales call. One call that I just had last week. I'm gonna have the follow up tomorrow. Okay. Uh, she was actually uh, an interview, a Spark interview, based on the the same process we learned in the Hive, and I could see that she was a good candidate and kind of interested. So I've been able. A good thing that I'm good at, I think, is is reaching out to people. Like you're so um, good at it, you really are. Following up. So with her, you know, like we met for that market research interview in February. I follow up with her later. I follow up with her again, and here we are in the call. So. I might need to be more strategic into mm-hmm. what I'm saying during the follow-ups, but at least it comes a little bit more natural to me to just reach out to people one on one, like text messages, DMs, things like that. Great. Great. Okay. Have you had a chance to get through much of the lazy list building course yet? It's okay if the answer is no, it's been live for 13 days. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, the part that I that I that I got down is the original for getting the lead magnet and the nurture okay. sequence. I haven't looked at the next part, which is just I know is what I need today, right? Which is yeah. the activities to okay. do. I haven't covered that yet. Okay, fabulous, great. I feel like I have the foundation here. So our primary goal, like our success metric for this plan, will be what can we do to add 150 subscribers in a very limited time every single week. And then you're really good at following up. You're really good at one-on-one outreach. So you have really done such a good job of making client search your own. I'm not going to really worry today about any client generating activities because you, you've got that piece down. But now we just need more people in your world so that come the new year, you, you feel like you have choices and you sense that you are on track toward a scaled offer of some sort. Yes. Okay, great. So if I was in charge of the world, (laughs) the first thing that coaches would prioritize when it comes to list building, actually, I'm going to disagree with myself already. This is the second thing. All right. The first thing is there are a few small automations that you can put in place designed for list building that once you set them up, you don't have to touch them again. Okay. okay. So you'll see inside of the lazy list building training, there's the like the first step is automatic things to set up. And it's including a request for folks to share your lead magnet opt-in after they've opted in. So you build that into the welcome sequence and a few other little things like that. Okay. So okay. what if we asked your VA to go? So step one in the plan. Your VA can go through that section of the training because all of those automations to set up are things that are more in her her job description than yours. Okay. 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 So then if I had my way, every coach would prioritize swaps, whether that's a list swap or a lead magnet swap or even a strategy in the training that I call go live together. So essentially leveraging other people's communities, 
right? To add value inside of those communities and then invite those people to get on your list as well. So that can take a little bit of groundwork in the beginning, right? But I would love for you to set the goal of one to two lead magnet swaps or list swaps or going live together a month. Okay. So with lead magnet swaps, you can get anywhere from two to 200. It's such a wide range, new subscribers on your list. But there's this ripple effect with a lead magnet swap. And then if you want, we can talk through the exact steps. It's this visibility piece or almost this, it's called a halo effect where if I introduce you to my audience, they already trust you because they trust me. So whether they opt in or not, you just start to build a broader brand awareness. And I think swaps in this way, these collabs are much more effective than going down the podcast pitching route. Podcast pitching is also a strategy, but if there are a lot of unknowns with that, and this you can get a quicker return on your investment. So how would it feel for you to prioritize lead magnet swaps, list swaps, going live together in those three hours you have every week? This sounds really good, actually, because from the beginning, I was like, oh, I have to do podcast pitching at some point. Like That was my number one thing yeah. on the list. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't even listen that much to the podcast anymore since I'm working from home. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I have my podcast list like really lean. Like, I don't identify with that as much, but collaborating with other people, and I think that that sounds a lot better to me. And, and from I, the three, from the three mm-hmm. items you had, do, do you see them as equal, or um, there's one that you prioritize over the other? It depends on where your business is at. So, a common concern that I hear from newer coaches when I start talking about lead magnet swaps is. I have a list of four subscribers, Dallas, and two of them are my siblings. So who's going to, it almost feels unethical to propose a lead magnet swap with someone when you don't have a list. Mm -hmm. So if you feel like you don't have a list, we're going to talk through this. If you feel like you don't have a list, a great place to start would be going live together right? The one that will get you the most direct return on effort once you have a list is definitely those lead magnet swaps. But it's, I think people are right to be concerned if you don't have a list yet. It's not really a lead magnet swap. (laughs) Yep. That makes sense. Okay. Now I'm going to contradict myself a little bit because it's easy for us to forget that the things we're putting out in the world are valuable. So there are folks who would happily share your lead magnet with their audience because it's good and it's helpful and they like you and they don't necessarily even need that reciprocity. So the size of your list is not the only reason why someone would agree to a swap or not. And I think for some, it just feels a little incongruent to even propose a lead magnet swap if you don't have a list. Does that all feel clear? Yes. Yes. Okay, great. Thank you. So you mentioned earlier that you're good at reaching out and you're good at following up. So I think the strategy also utilizes your natural strengths and abilities. So how can I help you develop a plan that utilizes three hours a week and hits the goal of two collabs every single month, collaborations? So I'm thinking I need to first finish the lead magnet itself and the setup of everything, which is... 
what I've been doing, right? So there's three hours. I think I first need to, well, continue the the machine, if you if you will, of my social media posts and the weekly emails while I focus on finishing the lead magnet first, then setting up the automations. That will be the second step. And then going through the list building modules that I haven't watched yet so okay. that I can get through that strategy for going live together so okay. that I do have access to another community that I joined recently that it's perfect for this go live, I think, because there's a lot of people there with similar niches, different styles. Um, I was actually meeting with one of them today. We're going to meet next week, but I think that community in itself, just engaging a little bit more and reaching out there on that same community, it's, it will be, it will be good for me. Meaning start every week with a goal of reaching out and say five people, five to 10 every week, either through that community that I have access to through Instagram. Inside the hive. Everybody's doing collabs inside the hive. So you've got another community there. Yes, yes, yes. Inside the hive. Yes. Okay. This sounds great. So here's what I've captured so far. Understanding that we've got three hours a week. Let's set the milestone for the end of June, your lead magnet to be finished. Does that feel accurate? Yes. Okay. The end of July, you'll have gone through the appropriate modules and set up all the list building automations from the lazy list building training. So you've got a month. So that's 12 hours, which is totally doable. Yep. yep. Okay. Then August, you begin your outreach. So I heard you say at the beginning of the week, you'll reach out to five to 10 people. And then you just need, you're going to need the rest of the time to schedule those coffee chats and to follow up and to to manage the results of your outreach. Yes. Okay. So for our listeners, again, I mentioned the date Isel and I are recording, but we're just looking at, we've only got 12 hours a month. So if you're listening to this thinking, oh my gosh, this is so slow. It's actually not slow. We're being very efficient with our time and realistic about milestones. Okay. Wouldn't it be great if you could just build your business focusing on your strengths? I see too many coaches struggling to fit into a certain mold and they ignore the easy path. So let's put an end to that. What I want you to do is go to dallastravers.com slash quiz. I've put together a 45 second superpower quiz designed to reveal two things. Number one, The very next step in your business, whether that's list building, client attraction, or scaling with a course. And number two, the natural strength you possess to help you accomplish that task. When you get your results, you'll also get a custom built toolkit with actionable items you can put in place right away to finally make this growth path simpler because you're doing what you do best. So the link again is dallastravers.com slash quiz. Go and check it out and then let me know on Instagram how you scored. So how much time do you feel like it's taking right now to craft your content for your weekly email and your two posts a week? 
it's interesting that you ask me because it's a lot less, right? Like yeah. When I started, it took me an hour and a half just to draft half of the post, right? Mm-hmm. And then I have to finish later. To now, with this change in schedule, in 30 minutes, I've been able to draft everything for a post. And then with the VA that I just hired, it's like done, right? So it's a lot more efficient now yes. um, to get those posts out. So I think if I'm committing to two a week, I can hour and a half max for both okay. of them. Okay. That sounds, that sounds accurate to me. Here's a proposal. I don't know if you caught this inside of the Content Confidence course or not, but if you're posting twice a week, you can use one of those posts as the weekly email. You're repurposing those, right? Okay, great. I'm doing it. Yes, I'm doing it. Now, have you played around with ChatGPT at all yet? Not for creating the content, though. No. (laughs) Something that could be fun is to take a post that you publish, right, and put it into ChatGPT saying, can you rewrite this Instagram post um, and like take a more humorous angle, right? Or like take a more, turn this post into something that's more educational and broken into step-by-step. So you'll play around a little bit with finding the right language for how you prompt the system. But once you have that down easily, I don't know why I'm, I'm whispering for those of you listening. If you saw me right now, I've just, I got huddled all down. It's like I'm telling a secret. That's not a secret for every post you create. You could have at least one other one, if not two. Wow. So we can start to kind of stack these so that as your collabs start taking more time, you can spend less time get to the point where you're really creating one original post a week and then a chat GPT-ified <laughs> version of a previous post. Okay. Sounds so good. again, just for our listeners, play around with prompts when you're using AI. I feel like there's a learning curve for us to teach the platform our style and what we mean. So it's just giving them clear instructions. I'm going to give you this post. I want you to break it into something that's educational and funny. It's written for, and then you tell ChatGPT who your target audience is, and it's going to kind of blow your mind wow. what it can give back to you. Wow. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. And from my perspective, because you're giving it your original content, because where I feel friction with ChatGPT is just, oh, so I mean, I'm just recycling stuff that AI found on the internet. Like, that's not me. But I'm feeding it my stuff and just asking it to be an editor, essentially. And then I can also think about people listening, thinking, well, I don't want ChatGPT. I don't want to give ChatGPT all my content because then it's going to feed my content to other people. You're posting your content on the internet. ChatGPT is going to find it anyhow. So you can set that, uh, that aside. It's different with your course content, right? I would never just put my course content into the system, but... If I'm already posting it publicly, it's fair game. Okay. So let's summarize where we're at, and then we need to fine-tune things a little bit. So we know we've got this window of time. We know how much time you can devote. We've set your goals. The one we're prioritizing today is this 150 subscribers. With those 150 subscribers in mind, we're really going all in on one strategy that from my perspective, best leverages your natural strengths and also from my experience will give you the most bang for your buck. And that is 
collaborations. We have a schedule for your first three months. June, we're going to, month one, we're going to get your lead magnet finished up. By the end of month two, you'll have the training completed and your automations in place so that at the beginning of month three, you can begin your collab outreach. We're reaching out to five to 10 people per week. From there, that piece is on repeat. And then your time is spent 90 minutes a week on your social content and 90 minutes a week managing your collaborations. Oh, I have a question about the collaborations. Yes. Yeah. So those will be like going live, let's say on Instagram, right? Yeah. It's, and then what is like the action item or how do I get people into my, my world? Perfect. Great. Uh, that was going to be exactly where I wanted to take this conversation. So let's pretend that you and I decide to go live together. All right. What we can do is what I recommend essentially is that you both answer, like interview each other, answering the same question. Right. So you help. Can you remind me of the language of your dream client? Power yes. statement. I know it's like ambitious women. <laughs> yes. <I have laughs> driven women create their dream careers. Yes. Without sacrificing their health, family, and happiness. Great. So you would focus on building collaborations with people who share an audience, right? So ambitious or driven women. So understanding that you both can talk to the same people what I would recommend is that you, and we can do it now, let's come up with one to three questions that you and your guests can decide to focus on during the live. So here's an example of what that might look like. All right. You and I are going live together. I'm hosting you, right? So I come onto Instagram and I say, I'm so excited, Instagram family, for you to meet my guest today. Yisel is so good at helping driven women find their dream career without compromising. And today, we're both going to answer the question, how do I find work-life balance? Right? So then you show up, right? Because it takes a minute to patch you in. So let me patch Yisel in. Yisel, can you tell everyone who you are? And then I'll get to say to your audience... So you introduce yourself and then you ask me to introduce myself to your audience. You're kind of like passing the mic back and forth, mm -hmm. right? So we both introduced each other and then, all right, so the question we're tackling today is how can driven women find work-life balance? Yisel, you want to go first and then you'll share your answer to that question. I'll share my answer to that question We'll have a bit of a conversation about it, and then we wrap it up almost with a commercial, okay? So I might start by saying, Isel, for people who are brand new to you, other than following you, which of course everybody watching is going to do, how can they get more coaching and tips from you? And then you're going to share either your lead magnet or even the link to just opt in directly to your weekly emails. Okay. And then you will turn, you'll grab the mic and say, Dallas, for people in my community who are brand new to you, let me ask you the same thing. So the idea here is we are using the halo effect, right? People who follow me, trust me. I'm introducing you to them. They're going to trust you. We're having a valuable conversation that's relevant 
to both of our audiences, sharing our different perspectives. It's almost like a super mini podcast episode, right? And then we're wrapping it up with the same shared call to action to get on each other's lists. Okay, great. It's like a a live post, right? So the topic that you will get for one social media post, you will turn it into a live conversation where you both have the, the unique takes on that topic and then inviting each other to share that next step of how to sign up for their list. And I'm assuming you will put that later on the description, right on the caption yeah. of the post. Yeah. And I would also okay. recommend that you have in your LinkedIn bio the link as well to whatever you're driving folks to to make it as easy as possible. Okay. Sounds great. Okay. So let's just sit for a second. I want you to think that through and identify what, if anything, could get in the way of you going live together twice a month? I think by you simplifying, like, go all in on this one, <laughs> you made it a lot harder for me to find an excuse, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's, it's a matter of just going all in on that one, saying you don't have to do anything else. Just focus on outreaching, getting those, you know, those schedule, and actually what you just clarified for me, which is it could be as simple, right? It's, it's one question, one topic. Yeah, you made it harder <laughs> to find excuses. <laughs> <laughs> I just got a couple of ideas. I'm going to have to go in and update the Hive training now. But So how can we get the most mileage out of this? What if in your agreement to go live together, you also agree that you'll both, number one, push the live to your stories, Okay. Number two, even as a PS, you don't have to send a solo email around this, but even as a PS in an email that month, it doesn't have to be the same day or anything. You will direct your email subscribers to that live to watch it. Now there's three options to catch the live in my news, in my feed, to catch it on stories, and then through email driving back to it. So they could do the same with their list. Exactly. That's part of the agreement. We're going to go live together. And then we also agree we're going to share this to our stories and email it to our lists. Yes. Yes. And could so the call to action on the email is just watching the live, not necessarily Mm -hmm. the lead magnet. It's go here and then the call to action on the live is get into the list. Yep. Exactly. And you could get clever with that and say, go here and watch or if you just want to get uh, this this immediate freebie, you can get that here. Yeah. But it's not your freebie. It's their freebie. And they're yes. doing the same. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then <laughs> you could take, you could do a screen recording. Okay. I'm getting a little complicated. I'm going to be simpler. You can take the recording of that live and transcribe it, put that into chat GPT and ask it to write some Instagram captions for you, <laughs> right? But can we get the recording out of Instagram? Here's how you would do it. Because I try, I did one, I was just playing around with a live, just myself. Yeah. And I tried to get the record, to get the recording to post it on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And I just, I didn't find how yeah. to download it. So the solution I'm about to offer is not going to give you a clean enough recording to actually repurpose the video, okay? But okay. it will give you the give you a video that you can then have transcribed and use that transcription. 
to create content. And that is an app called Screen Recorder. So you turn Screen Recorder on on your phone and then you play the live and the Screen Recorder will grab it. Okay, got it. Yeah. Now, there's another resource that's coming to mind that I have to confess I have not used. So I could be totally wrong about this. Word on the street is an app called Big View, B-I-G-V-U, can also create video scripts out of captions and a few other things like this. So that could be worth investigating. And for our listeners, I'll, we'll make sure to put that in the show notes. Okay. Okay. So over the next 90 days, our goal is to get the lead magnet and the automations in place, the training under your belt, so that starting in August, you can begin reaching out to five to 10 people per week, suggesting at first, let's find a date to go live together. Here's what that looks like. We're going to go live together. We're going to share the li- a link to the live with our email list, and we're going to boost it to our, or push it to our stories. Yep. And then it's just about maintaining that because you've only got 90 minutes a week, right? Maintaining the flow of that once people start saying yes to your collabs. So no workshops because that was the other random thought I had. Not creating workshops or inviting people over or anything. Just focusing on the lives. Just the lives pretty much. Yep, for now. And then as your list grows, so we can talk about what would the next layer be. Okay, Mm -hmm. but let me just share my thinking behind suggesting only one thing. When it comes to marketing, I would, especially marketing with limited time, I would rather go all in on one strategy so that if nothing else you sell, I can get enough data about how well that strategy is working in order to know, should I drop it? Should I go deeper? Like, how do I course correct? Otherwise, if we try to just do a few quick things, I don't think we're going to get as much information back to be able to tell what's working. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then I'll have what happens other times, right? Oh, I spend all my energy into a million things, then no tangible results nor actions to follow through because it's like, well, it's half trying (laughs) a few things. Yeah. And then what happens is we end up solving the wrong problem. Oh, well, my list building didn't work. I guess I need a new lead magnet. Well, it's not the lead magnet. It's the fact that you're like whispering about it in 70 places so no one can hear you. (laughs) Yes. Yep. Okay. Thank you, Dallas. So I want to talk about what would be the next layer here, both for you and for your virtual assistant. You mentioned earlier that they just started working with you two weeks ago. So it's very safe to assume that in the next six weeks, they're going to become much more efficient at the work you've given them to do and can therefore take on more. So what feels like the next layer to put on your virtual assistance plate to help you reach your list building goal? Potentially the outreach. Mm, The collab outreach. Is that what you meant? Yeah, that's one. Or having her help with a brand new strategy or yeah, yeah. kind of the, with that second layer that we're about to talk Great. through. Great. So I, what I'm hearing you say, and I agree when the VA is ready to take on more work, the first place you're going to look is, do you need support with your outreach? So we're not adding anything new until both of you feel like 85% comfortable with what you're already doing. Okay. So 
If you do need support, that's what your VA will do. If not, I would love to recommend that they spend 15 minutes a day devoted to engagement. And it could be 15 minutes every other day, right? Specifically, the DM strategy to move people from following you to getting on your list. Because theoretically, if we're going live together, you're going to get new followers. All of the people who follow you are not going to immediately go and get on your list. So you can use the direct DM invite to move them from a follower into a subscriber. Yep. Sounds good. And the language around that would be something simple like, I'll pretend you just started following me, right? Um, Hey, Yusel, thanks for the follow. I saw you pop up in my notifications. I'm really good at helping driven women create a career that they love without compromise. Would you like me to send you quick weekly emails designed to help you create a career you're proud of? I, you say yes, then I say, great, what's the best email address, right? Or great, here's the link to sign up to get my emails. So it's that personal touch, thanking people for following you, letting them know how you can help them and asking them, getting consent from them to then put them on your list. From the two options that you mentioned of asking them for the best email or sending the link, mm-hmm. just as you say it, it sounds like asking for the email. It, it, it is less friction in a way. And for other people, it might be a lot like, oh, I don't want to send you. I want to put it myself. <laughs> so yes. Why yeah. do you yeah. recommend or see other people? You know, Sure. Sure. So using most. I am not an attorney. I'm not an expert at pr- online privacy laws. All right. So for everyone listening, you're going to have to do your own research to find out or to ensure that your actions are in compliance. Right. Because what's your email address and then signing people up for your newsletter may not be totally cool. Right. From So I'm, I'm saying that. Right. So setting rules and laws and regulations aside, here are the two perspectives. All right. By sending people to the link to an opt-in page, you're much more directly in compliance, right? Now, you can get them to send the email by telling them explicitly you're going to send them weekly emails. Once they give you their email address, the reply is great. I just added you to the list. Please know you can unsubscribe at any time. And I would actually screenshot that. Oh, screenshot when you share. Okay. Yes. Like screenshot that conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, just to ensure that you're you're in compliance, right? So from my perspective, I want to make you do as little work as possible. So by me saying, great, what's your email? I'm going to take care of that for you. That's excellent customer service. If you are concerned about the Can Spam Act or GDPR compliance, the safest bet is sending people to a link to opt themselves in. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. Thank you. Great. Yeah, you're welcome. Okay, so what else do we need to discuss in order to, for you to feel grounded in this plan and confident that it's going to help you reach this goal at the end of the year? So what I heard in terms of layers is all in on that goal life together. And mm-hmm. then as I have more energy or I can delegate to a VA, then incorporate the second strategy of the DM. For sure. And I know this is my overachiever, not the C minus. 
<laughs> what would be the third layer? <laughs> like the third high value <laughs> item that you mm-hmm. bring, that we can incorporate. Honestly, I would instead of two collabs a month, I would aim for four. Okay. Because you're tapping into established audiences, right? Which is just so much better than running ads, which that's like a whole nother conversation. And nobody has any business running ads until you're making at least 250K in your business or putting a summit together. There's all these things you could do. But I say, if the go live together is working, go go deeper. Yep. Yep. And remember that. So I had a moment this week. I did a collab and I got 40 new subscribers. And there was this part of me, shame on me, that was like, why am I even bothering? 40, like 40 subscribers is nothing. And then I just thought, wait a second, <laughs> that's 1%. I added 1% to my list in a day. So that sounds pretty awesome. Also, I need to celebrate every subscriber because they're a person. And I'm, this, we're not running a get rich quick scheme here. We're building a sustainable business. So 40 subscribers a week in a couple of months, that's a meaningful number. Three subscribers a day a year from now, that's a really meaningful number. So I just want to remind you and everyone else that if you let list building be a slow burn, you can actually accomplish a lot in three hours a week. Yeah. Yeah. And I just looked at this. Well, this go live together is actually a third piece of content, right? Like I'm yeah. already having this too. So this is already more, you know, content that I'm putting out there. So great. I didn't yeah. even, that didn't even occur to me, but you're absolutely right there. Yeah. Great. Cool. Feels good, Dallas. Thank you. You're welcome. And does it feel sustainable to you? Yes. As I said, you remove a lot of the the noise and the <laughs> options. So <laughs> less excuses. If that's exactly what I was looking for. Great. I'm so glad. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. We've got our timeline in place. I feel really happy and confident about the plan we put together. So I'm excited to see what kind of results you're generating by fall. Thank you, Dallas. I'll keep you posted for sure. Great. Thanks, Isel. And thank you for listening. We really appreciate you being here. So we'll see you back here next week. Thanks, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in to Coaches on a Mission. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, follow, rate, and review. Do all of the things (laughs) to show your support for this show. It is so helpful for us, and it also helps other coaches find this show. If you want to take this episode further, please follow me on Instagram. I'm Dallas Travers Biz Mentor, and every week I turn our episode into a week-long mini course on my Instagram page. It's designed to help you apply what we talk about during the episode to your business in a super tangible way. So let's be Insta friends. Head on over to Instagram and look for my new handle. Again, it's Dallas Travers Biz Mentor. You can do that now, and you just might find some funny reels while you're there. So believe me when I tell you, it'll be worth it. Okay. Thanks again for tuning in. I truly appreciate that you make time to listen to this show and I hope you have a wonderful week.